He has been called the greatest theologian outside the Bible. His writings have been studied intensely for more than 1,500 years. He's one of the most influential people ever to have lived. Let's learn more about St. Augustine on this episode of the Gospel Gumbo Podcast. Thanks for listening to Season 1 of the Gospel Gumbo Podcast. Should I make a Season 2? I'm going to pay attention to three things to decide if there will be another season. Downloads, feedback, and money. You can encourage Season 2 quicker if you'll do two things for me. Number one, follow the podcast on your podcast player. And then you'll get every episode for free, and I will keep you updated with the progress of Season 2. And then number two, tell a friend about the podcast and get them to listen too. The more listeners, the quicker I'll work on season two. All right, let's get to today's episode. Augustine was born on November 13th, 354 AD, in Tagaste in modern-day Algeria in North Africa. His father, Patricius, was a pagan, while his mother, Monica, was a devout Christian. Augustine received a solid education in rhetoric and literature, which laid the foundation for his future intellectual pursuits. Despite his mother's influence, Augustine initially drifted away from Christianity, exploring various philosophical and religious ideas. His mother prayed for him earnestly to embrace Christ. As a young man, he embraced hedonism and had many sexual partners. Augustine was exceptionally bright and embarked on a quest for knowledge, seeking truth and meaning in various philosophical systems, including Manichaeism, Neoplatonism, and others. However, his relentless pursuit of intellectual satisfaction left him disillusioned, restless, and unfulfilled. His sexual exploits were equally unfulfilling. He did settle down with one woman, but he never got married. He taught in several schools until he settled in a very prestigious teaching position in Milan in northern Italy, and there he struck up a relationship with St. Ambrose, the bishop of Milan. Ambrose was older, wiser, and just as smart and skilled as Augustine. Ambrose became like a father to Augustine, and at first Augustine enjoyed the relationship while scoffing at Ambrose's faith. But over time, Ambrose was so winsome, not only with his words, but also in his life. Augustine was becoming convinced of the Christian faith. And during this time, Augustine was in his garden, and he heard a child singing, Pick it up and read. Pick it up and read. His thought immediately went to the Bible upon hearing this song, and so he picked it up and read. And he read from Romans 13, and he wrote later that he believed he was converted at that moment. Ambrose Baptist. Ambrose baptized him on Easter Sunday, 387. Ambrose will certainly be the subject of a future episode. Anyway, Augustine moved back to his hometown in Africa, and in short order, his mother died, his son died, and then he was alone in his family. He sold almost everything he had and gave it to the poor, and he kept his large family home, and he turned that into a monastery. He studied Christian theology and practice. Augustine's intellectual prowess and deep theological insights quickly gained recognition within the church. In 391, he was ordained as a priest, and later, 395, he became the Bishop of Hippo. 
As a bishop, Augustine tirelessly worked to address the theological controversies of his time and defend Orthodox Christian teachings. One of Augustine's most significant contributions to Christian thought is his magnum opus, The City of God. Written between 413 and 426, this monumental work explores the relationship between the heavenly city, that's the city of God, and the earthly city, the city of man. In The City of God, Augustine provides a comprehensive account of Christian philosophy, ethics, and the unfolding of history from a Christian perspective. It remains a seminal work that continues to influence theologians, philosophers, and scholars to this day. Now, it sounds really intellectual, and it is, seriously, but it has an an amazing pastoral tone to it because it was written to help people deal with the atrocities after the Visigoths sacked Rome in 410. He has been so influential in part because of his incredible volume of work. He preached regularly, often for an hour or more, several times a week, and his preserved writings would take many years to read. He wrote so much. Augustine's theological writings cover a wide variety of subjects, including original sin, divine grace, free will, predestination, and the nature of God. His theological framework greatly influenced Western Christianity, and he's had a profound impact on subsequent theological developments, including the Protestant Reformation. Augustine's concept of original sin in particular has become a cornerstone of Christian anthropology. The Protestant Reformation was built in large part on the foundation of Augustine's work. Many have said that the Reformers wanted mostly to scrap all the theological development after Augustine and start again from there. That's, I think, overstating the case, but it's actually not that far off. Augustine's autobiographical work, Confessions, is by far my favorite work of his. He offers an intimate account of his spiritual journey and struggles with sin. Written in the form of a prayer to God, this profound and introspective work explores Augustine's personal experiences, his gradual turn toward God, and his profound reflections on human nature, divine grace, and the search for ultimate truth. Confessions remains a classic of Western literature and an invaluable window into Augustine's personal and intellectual development. It is widely considered the first known autobiography in the history of the world. If you want to get to know Augustine, this is the best place to start. Contemporary translations are available, and they're pretty cheap. And if you are willing to read online, they're free. In one section, he describes a scene in which he stole some pears from an orchard, not for hunger or poverty, but simply because he just wanted to be bad. So I want to read a few sentences And remember that the entire book, including this paragraph, is a prayer addressed to God. So this is him when he's a teenager. He writes this. Those pears that we stole were fair to the sight because they were your creation, you fairest of all, creator of all, you good God, God the highest good and my true good. Those pears truly were pleasant to the sight. But it was not for them that my miserable soul lusted, for I had abundance of better But those I plucked simply that I might steal, for, having plucked them, I threw them away, my sole gratification in them being my own sin, which I was pleased to enjoy. For if any of these pears entered my mouth, the sweetener of it was my sin in eating it. And now, O Lord my God, I ask, 
what it was in the theft of mine that caused me such delight, and behold, it has no beauty in it, not such, I mean, as exists in the justice and wisdom, nor such as in the mind, memory, and senses, and animal life of man. On this matter of original sin and overwhelming grace, he argued strongly against Pelagius, who claimed that all people have equal ability to do good or evil, and may or may not need the God's grace. And according to Pelagius, over time, Christians will need to rely on God's forgiveness less and less as they become more morally pure. Augustine's doctrine of original sin claims that our sin is far worse than that and far worse than we could ever imagine, but God's grace is greater than all of our sin. Well, I'm tempted to go into his influential teachings on the sacraments, his view of Mary and other saints, his groundbreaking work on just war theory, his work uh, to free all the slaves, his various views on the creation of the world, and so many other important topics, but maybe some of those will be topics for future episodes. St. Augustine's impact on Western Christianity simply cannot be overstated. His theological and philosophical ideas have shaped the development of Christian thought and really all of Western thought for over a millennium. His emphasis on the fallen nature of humanity, the need for divine grace, and the pursuit of truth and wisdom have left a lasting imprint on Christian theology, politics, ethics, and spirituality. Augustine's writings continue to be studied, interpreted, and debated by theologians, philosophers, and scholars around the world. One last note, I I had a mentor once insist that I call him Augustine instead of Augustine. He said, St. Augustine is a city in Florida. St. Augustine was an African theologian. I can remember that because Gus could be the man's nickname, and so that's the emphasis. I don't know where Father Ed got this idea, but I loved Father Ed so much, and I'll pass that along to you. So let's get it straight. St. Augustine never got to visit the beautiful beaches of his namesake city in Florida, St. Augustine. But maybe he will one day in the new heavens and the new earth. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Gospel Gumbo Podcast. I would love to make season two, but I need to make sure that it is worthwhile. So I'm paying attention to three things, downloads, feedback, and money. It costs money to publish a podcast and not a small amount of work. Now, if you'll give me just $5 once, I'll give you your own private podcast link that will have all the episodes from season one without any advertising, plus 10 extra bonus episodes. At various levels, you'll also get a lot of other cool stuff. Now, I'm not looking for a subscription, just a one-time purchase that will help me to know that this podcast has been helpful and that you would like me to make another season. Look for the show notes of this episode to find the link to give money. Podcasts are getting gobbled up by big corporations and conglomerates. Independent podcasters like me need your support. Thanks so much.